No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. While foreign women got King Solomon into much trouble, today we see where one foreign woman did him much good. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 9 on Simply the Bible. No doubt you've heard of the 1,000 wives of Solomon and that it was his love for foreign women that turned his heart away from the Lord. But do you know that there was one foreign woman who did Solomon much good and to whom Solomon reciprocated. This story today shows us why it is so important for us to embrace our gift and let our light shine to others. We begin with a record of Solomon's achievements, many of which used forced labor. We continue in 1 Kings 9.20. All of the people who were left of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites who were not of the children of Israel, that is, their descendants, who were left in the land after them, whom the children of Israel had not been able to destroy completely. From these Solomon raised forced labor, as it is to this day. But of the children of Israel, Solomon made no forced laborers, because they were men of war, and his servants, his officers, his captains, commanders of his chariots, and his cavalry, Others were chiefs of the officers who were over Solomon's work, 550, who ruled over the people who did the work. The Canaanite peoples, whom Israel did not destroy when they conquered the promised land, Solomon made into forced laborers. But Solomon did not make the children of Israel into forced laborers. Instead, he used them in his military and as his servants. Others he placed over the forced laborers. 3,300 were foremen and 550 were supervisors. But Pharaoh's daughter came up from the city of David to her house, which Solomon had built for her. Then he built the millow. Solomon built a separate palace for his first wife, Pharaoh's daughter, and he built the millow, which was a series of retaining walls on the north side of Jerusalem the one side that was not surrounded by valleys and therefore was most vulnerable. Now, three times a year, Solomon offered burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar which he had built for the Lord. And he burnt incense with them on the altar that was before the Lord. So he finished the temple. Now, early on, Solomon had offered sacrifices on the high places, but after the temple was built, he offered his sacrifices there at the temple, which was the prescribed way. Also, he did this three times during the year, which according to the law was when all of Israel was to gather at Jerusalem for the festivals. And that's when these offerings would be sacrificed. King Solomon also built a fleet of ships at Ezion-Geber, which is near Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea, in the land of Edom. Then Hiram sent his servants with the fleet, seamen, who knew the sea, to work with the servants of Solomon. And they went to Ophir, and acquired 420 talents of gold from there, 
and brought it to King Solomon. This fleet of ships on the Red Sea seems to have been part of the treaty that Solomon made with King Hiram of the Phoenician city of Tyre. The Phoenicians were skilled mariners, and they sent ships to Ophir, which was thought to have been in southwestern Arabia. From there they imported 420 talents of gold, which is 32,000 pounds. Chapter 10. Now, when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue with camels that bore spices, very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. Now, when Solomon first asked God for wisdom, or literally for a hearing heart, God said that he would give Solomon wisdom, but he would also give Solomon what he didn't ask for, riches and fame. The account of the Queen of Sheba shows how God made good on his promise. Sheba is thought to have been the area of modern Yemen. This was 1,200 miles from Jerusalem, or an estimated 75-day journey on camel. The Queen of Sheba came with hard questions for which she needed answers, and she was prepared to pay handsomely to receive them. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers, and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes. And indeed, the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men and happy are these your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel, because the Lord has loved Israel forever. Therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Now, having 1,000 wives, it would be an understatement to say that Solomon knew a lot of women, many of them who were foreigners, and who ultimately would lead Solomon astray into idolatry. But the queen of Sheba was different. She was wise, respectful, and faithful. And I think Solomon would have probably traded his entire harem to marry her. But this was not meant to be. Here, however, was a woman who appreciated the gifts God had given to Solomon. She praised him and his God. She was not seeking to corrupt Solomon with her foreign gods, Rather, she recognized that it was Yahweh who loved Israel and who had placed Solomon on the throne. How did Solomon meet this amazing woman anyway? It was simply by serving God with the gifts that God had given him. The Lord had given Solomon wisdom in all things, and as he faithfully practiced this, 
the Lord brought the queen of Sheba to him. Solomon would write in one of his Proverbs, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. I have seen men and women on the prowl for a mate. My advice to them is, Give yourself to faithfully serving the Lord and others in the gifts that he has given you, and he will bring the right person to you in his time. Are you seeking advancement and promotion in your career? Again, just be faithful in using the gifts and talents you have received in a spirit of love, good humor, passion, and childlike humility. And God will promote you in his time. The one who allows God to choose always chooses best. God used Solomon to reach the Queen of Sheba and many others who came from all over the world to visit him. When they heard Solomon's wisdom, saw the temple he had built, and how the Lord had blessed Israel, and had brought glory to Yahweh, the God of Israel. All this happened because Solomon was simply using his gifts to God's glory. Likewise, it is so important for us to operate in the grace zone. It seems that the devil is constantly seeking to move us out of our lane. We only stand by the grace of God. And if we are doing something where we are relying upon ourselves rather than upon God and his gifts and his calling, then we will be ineffective at best and harmful at worst. On the other hand, if we remain in the grace zone, using our gifts and talents for the Lord and His glory, then our light will shine forth to others and God will use it for His glory. Jesus said in Matthew 5.16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The Queen of Sheba was so impressed with Solomon that she exclaimed, I did not believe the words until I came and saw with my own eyes, and indeed the half was not told me. So it is with those who do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They have heard of his fame, but they have been skeptical of the reports about him. But when their eyes are open to see him as he truly is, then they say, indeed the half was not told me. And they will say to him, happy are your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. And indeed, we who serve the Lord Jesus are happy, full of his peace and joy. Verse 10, Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, spices in great quantity and precious stones. There never again came such abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Also, the ships of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought great quantities of almug wood and precious stones from Ophir. And the king made steps of the almug wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also harps and stringed instruments for singers. There never again came such almug wood, nor has the like been seen to this day. So the queen gave Solomon 120 talents of gold, the equivalent of four and a half tons. Now, King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked, besides what Solomon had given her according to the royal generosity. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. 
Solomon was as impressed with the queen of Sheba as she was of him. He gave her whatever her heart desired. But Solomon's greatest gift to the queen was not material. I believe that Solomon gave her the greatest gift of all, faith in Yahweh. For she blessed the Lord and glorified God. It is interesting that Jesus spoke of this queen in Matthew 12, 42. The queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. Jesus spoke these words to the scribes and Pharisees who refused to receive his words. The queen came 1,200 miles to hear the words of Solomon, but they wouldn't even listen to the words of Jesus in their own backyard. And his wisdom was vastly superior to Solomon's. But because Jesus said that the queen of the south will rise up in the judgment and condemn the unbelieving generation of his day, I believe that we will see her in heaven. And this happened because of the witness of Solomon. Believe in the truth that God has gifted you to be a gift to others. Operate in your grace zone and let your light shine to others. You may not be able to give away the royal generosity of gold, precious stones, wood, and spices, but you will be able to give away your faith, which is a better gift by far. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where Solomon's wealth Wisdom, trade, and military equipment were world famous. But was it all enough? We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.